That was really loud. Witness the dawning of a new age. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 141 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running podcast that I, Stephen, co-host Mike, and Devin do together. It's been 141 episodes. That's actually quite a lot of episodes, so congratulations to us for reaching this um, super impressive milestone of 141. Everyone knows that on anniversary 141, you get each other something made out of toothpaste. I think that's how that goes. I'm not sure. It is September 24th of the year 2020. so weird. That is true. I have I have brothers to thank for my weirdness and my weird sense of humor. So thanks to the four brothers that I have, I think I still have four of them. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, so. you have a sense of humor. Um, I have been told. Hey, remember what Ethan said when he was like, "Hey, I like Mike. He's funny. Not like Steve. He's not funny." I don't remember if that is exactly what he said, but that's how I remember it being said you know what i say to ethan i say ethan can go pound sand that's what i say to <laughs> oh, ethan all right it's gonna be a good night tonight. yeah <laughs> we are a whopping just check this out guys i want to tell you how many days away we are we're no it's not we are not sponsored by dr pepper that's for sure but we are a whopping 47 we enough of it we should be we're a whopping 47 days away from the release of the xbox series x we are 49 days away from the release of the PlayStation 5. We are 99 days away from 2021. So we're on, we're, we hit double uh-huh. digits until 2021 gets here. So hopefully 2021 will be a better year than 2020. We all hope. And then Cyberpunk will be here in 56 days. And is that, no, Cyberpunk's a launch. No, is it come, is it really coming like nine days after Devin? They didn't change the launch up to, um, to match everything. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, it's after, still on the 17th, right? I wonder why they wouldn't move that up, along with, uh, launch titles. There was rumors that it was gonna launch day of and then still be a week later on the PlayStation, but, I don't know. Huh, weird, interesting. So yeah, so 56 days away from Cyberpunk, Godfall will be here in 49 days. We'd like to thank everyone for hanging out with us in the chat. Vadrin, thanks for showing up, so cool. Those are dates that we are excited for, um, Devin... I kind of want to jump to you real quick and ask you how if you were successful in pre-ordering any next-gen consoles because I know you were very excited about getting in there. So tell us about Mm -hmm. your experience because my experience was a big fat failure of Best Buy (laughs) um, web pages reloading, um, having a PlayStation in the cart, out of the cart, in the cart, out of the cart, in the cart, out of the cart until I finally gave up and said, I guess I'm not buying a PlayStation today. So how was your experience? Uh, it was pretty good. It was an intense, well-thought 23 minutes coming out with victory. Uh, you know, Well done. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty intense. I had uh, three web browsers open. I was going to Target, Best Buy. Same time, I had uh, Xbox Series X and Series S at Target multiple times, six times on the Series X. I would get to the checkout, and I'd click checkout. And then it would just error out and it was like, oh, there's nothing in your cart. Ha <laughs> ha. And so Target, you know, did not do very good. Um, but Microsoft Store came through in the end again. Uh, that happened for me on the Xbox One. Happened on the uh, Xbox One X launch for the Project Scorpio version. And uh, yeah, so there was. I mean, Target even sent me emails later that day and it's like, oh, your cart misses you. 
and it had the Series S and the Series X in it. I was like, that's pretty low target. That's pretty low. (laughs) (laughs) And you go, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe. I click on it. They're like, oh, this isn't it. This is sold out. (laughs) We'll take this out of your cart. Oh, how rude. How rude. So your Xbox. Did you get one? Yeah, I got one from Microsoft. Oh, nice. So your Xbox ambassador um, tag didn't help you at all, or maybe it did because you did get it through Microsoft. So it got maybe... me through in the end. So the could... level three ambassador status got me through. <laughs> well done, Mike. Did you even try? I'm going to guess you didn't even try. I'm going to guess you woke up this morning. And you're like, He's oh, like, new Xboxes were out. Consoles coming out. What? No. <laughs> this is where you talk, Mike. This is this is that part where we just tee it up for you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I actually did get a Series S, and I got it from nice. Target. So very nice, bravo! Did you really? Like how was your? Yeah. Tell, tell us about your experience because everyone else's experience was very much like Devin, like fighting through um, bad shopping carts, bots, and being unsuccessful. So was it just like I you just, got on? You I, just, I just did Xbox S, and and it did it. <laughs> I'm a, like like it just. It just did it. Nice. I'm like, okay. They're like, yeah, we've got one. So I like, okay, put it in a basket and pre-order, and there it is. Yeah, I think ultimately for me, I I want to get uh, at least two Series S's so that my kids can stop messing up my computers, and uh, you know, because they really irritate me when they do that. <laughs> I really want to get this because my kids irritate me. Uh, but no, I'm waiting. You know, I'm going to wait till probably December or January so I can get them both on the Xbox All Access. You know, so it has Game Pass and all that stuff for them. And because they all, I mean, they all three of my kids like playing. They all want to play together, and it's like, uh, all right, fine. And there's not <laughs> enough games out there that support um, split screen co-op, and that's well, a I mean, thing of the past. Really, just like playing Night Squad, Minecraft, and Sea of Thieves. So nice. Sea of Thieves obviously isn't split screen. Uh, Minecraft is, um, and so is Night Squad. But yeah, Night Squad's not split screen. It's just everybody on. The well, screen, I mean, right? everybody's you share the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's share screen. I'm pretty sure that there's a Night Squad two coming out as well, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's there fun. Is. They are very nice, excited. Nice. About that one. Cool. <laughs> All right, so we would like to thank at the top of the show um, after Mike and Devin's successful. Um, Acquirement, a- acquiring, yes. isn't it about time? Mike and Devin, I'm excited to see your unboxing videos of the Series S and the Series X once you get them. That'll be something that we should put up on the website. So I'm excited to see when that happens. I can All right. show you my, my Xbox One unboxing videos on my sofa. You have an <laughs> Xbox One unboxing video? Yep. I couldn't wipe the grin off my face. When is it for the original Xbox or is it for the um, yeah, Scorpio the edition? Xbox One with the Connect and everything. Like, my wife recorded it when I was opening up. Like, I waited all day for that UPS man. He didn't show up till one thirty. I was like, well, you're wasting my day off. <laughs> but then she recorded me opening up the box and everything. It was, it was pretty good. I don't Excellent. know why that's funny to me, but that's I really funny it. to me that 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 you've been talking about making an unboxing video. Hey, it makes me happy. You know, I, that's like fine. That's fine. I mean, I just think it's funny. That's all. I mean... Xbox Ambassador Devin. So, all right. So, let's go ahead and let's thank our patrons who support us over at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Let's go ahead and thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Steel, 
Scout 69, Dragonheart 76, Jeffrey H, and the gameplay experience, and RZ. So, Devin and Mike, I didn't hear you thank anybody. Like, we're supposed to thank them. So, I would like to. Thank you very if much. If you'll personally thank everybody. Uh, if you, you could won't stop talking all the time, um, that would so be So, how good. can we thank <laughs> you? You don't stop. I'm going to read this thing. You know what you we, should we should have one of our patrons on the show next week. That would be awesome. We'll pick them at random and put them on the spot. <laughs> we'll we'll pick them at random and we'll call them. Like, we'll just throw them on the show. show. <laughs> yeah, this is, gonna, this is a great idea. I'm excited to see how this is going to work out. So, Devin, we'll put you in charge of that. And we'll see uh, how it. that goes. All right. All right. So thank you, patrons and everyone else. You can go ahead. And if you want to support us, you can do that for a dollar. You can get access to our pre-show. You can do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. And get access to our pre-show for episodes for a dollar. That's like 25 cents for an extra 15 minutes of content. I mean, that's like Game Pass levels of value right there. 25 cents for an extra 15 minutes. Four times a month of the Freelancer Codex podcast. That's pretty awesome stuff. So I encourage you, if you are able to do that, go over there. If you're not able to do that, then just drop a like, share the show on Twitter or wherever you like sharing things. So that'll be awesome as well. So thanks, patrons. All right. Um, I want to jump into what we have been doing recently, and then we'll jump into the news. So, Mike, what have you been up to um, this last week, game-wise? Um, so game-wise, I have still been playing Destiny. Um, you know, for the last few weeks, that's what I've been doing because I've got the itch, got the bug, and been playing, and it's been nice to kind of jump in, play for 45 minutes, you know, do some work, come back to it, play for another 45 minutes or whatever, do some exotic quests and some exotic things, although I am kind of bugged by the um, tediousness of the exotic quests. So, you know, go to this planet, kill these things with this equipped and that equipped and wearing this and they have to be precision. And then so you go through all that and then you you get another step and then you go through that and you do another step. And so that can get pretty tedious at times. Sometimes I wish it was a little bit easier. And then you get these you get these um you get some quest steps that ultimately turn me off to the quest when they say something like, you know, kill a 100 guardians with a rocket launcher in Gambit. And I'm like, nah, that wasn't that fun anyway. I don't think I want this gun. And I'm like, scrap, abandon. That's not going to happen. Because like stuff like that is just ridiculous. Like Killing three Guardians with a rocket launcher in Gambit would be difficult enough. So some of those are, are that way. And I, I guess maybe the ends justify the means because the game... Um, uh, or because the the item is that good, I guess. But well, I'll never find out because that's not what I'm. I'm not about to do that. But I did do my first black armory weapon that I forged. I forged a bow. It was pretty cool, interesting kind of a way to get through that. Devin, I don't know if you've been in the been in the armory. It's a it's a different kind of encounter mm-hmm. that I am not. Has, has a few different mechanics and is pretty intense. We might have to try that tonight. If we jump on after the show and run and run some stuff, because I don't know if Steve's high Steve. enough. <laughs> what is it, what, all of a sudden, what does this like carry me through any content? Like, when have I ever had to be carried through anything? And now all of a sudden, it's well, like, oh, we'll carry you through this. 
I'm pretty I sure. Mean, like... I don't know if you ever played Anthem with us, but uh, as a storm, you died quite a bit. <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever played Anthem as a storm, but the Storm know. Shield is a piece I of crap. Really bad in storm, so. yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so playing awful. that schoolwork, getting the kids ready. We get to go back to school here in a couple weeks, so we're getting geared up for that and so helping Nicole do her stuff and. You know, trying to keep the kids sane and trying to get Pagey's work done and Blair stuff done. So Now, before you move on, I want to talk to you about, like, these um, exotic quests. So, if we were to armchair game develop, like, what are some things you would do differently for a weapon like that? Like, how would you change it to where it was still hard to achieve, but also less... Um, less unfun, I guess, is the way to say it? Because I, you were describing not having fun doing it. I think a really easy way to do it would be to would be to just change numbers, right? So one of the, one of the one of the you know, the um, not skills, one of the tasks, seriously, was defeat a hundred guardians in Gambit with a rocket launcher, right? So there's a bunch of different things there. Number one, heavy ammo doesn't drop all that often in Gambit, right? Number two. How many times do you get the opportunity per gambit match to take out a guardian? Maybe once. No, or if you go through the, if you're the guy that goes through the portal. If you're the guy that goes through the, okay, if you're the guy that goes through the portal, maybe more, right? But still, so, so Devin, how many, cause you're pretty good at the PvP. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's decent. Remember when he carried you through all those matches? Um, not in so, Destiny. <laughs> so, yeah, not in Destiny. Not in Destiny. So if you were to go through, if you were to go through and have a really good where you, where you got, you know, I, I would, I would think that getting maybe one guardian every time you go through and you go through three times is good, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So you're looking at maybe three, possibly, possibly eight. Three to eight per game, if that's really what you're focusing on, right? I think the, the most I had when we were playing Gambit, like I got seven Guardian kills in one game. Okay. Uh, when we were playing Gambit, and that was like the most, and that was like I'm trying to go through the portal each time, you know, just to slow them down. But yeah. And um, did you did you get them with heavies? No, no, I just killed them with my primary because I'm using right. a sword for my heavy, so that would be exactly yeah. right. So, so. If we take that number seven and we divide it by a hundred, we're looking at, we're looking at what? 70 plus gambit matches that you have to play? No, if I got seven no. every time, but I mean, that would be seven. maybe 14 or 15 matches. Yeah. So seven times 10 is 70, right? So, so you're look right? So just take that number down 50, right? That's still, it's still a chase. But it's not it's not gonna take you five weeks to complete. Right? I did do a fun. Have you done any like the masterwork uh versions? Uh um, like, quest for masterwork weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Those ones aren't bad. They're they're pretty simple. Like I completed one in one evening. I wasn't even trying anything. Nice. I was just like, Oh, there's something I can do for it. But yeah, for the most part, even I remember from before that was one of the things I didn't like was where they're trying to force you into a specified play style that mm. I just don't want to do. And it's not enjoyable to me. And so I'm not going to chase that. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm just like, it's not worth it to me. So I don't care. I'm just going to move on. So, so anything PVP based for me, if there's, and this is me, obviously, if there's a requirement to do like PVP stuff, 
unless it's like play three gambit matches, regardless of wins or losses, I'm going to be like, all right, I can go in there and at least play and get the, the matches out of the way. But when there are requirements to like take out, take out guardians using your special weapon and, you know, st- stuff like that, I'm, I'm not that interested in. I'll, I'll hopefully get the, the weapon through a drop or something, you know? And so I, that, that's just how, that, that's, that's what I do. Cool. So. All right. Well. Hopefully those are, hopefully there's other exotic quests that are more enjoyable for you to do so you can complete some of them instead of just having to cancel all out of all of them because of the requirements. It's kind of like uh, trying to get um, Champion of Tarsus in Anthem. It's like, I'm oh, not going to yeah. run this. So, all right. Um, congratulations to you. You did that. You went through and you got all no, this. No, I did you not do, do Champion. Champion. No, I didn't do Champion of Tarsus. Champion of Tarsus forces you to um, do a lot of strikes and a lot of things that like I didn't want to do like I don't want to specifically go run this thing yeah Phadrian went Phadrian got it like grass Phadrian for doing that um yeah that's that's a rough that's a rough thing so Devin hit me up with yeah hit me up with what you were working on this week uh this week I've been working like right now I've been we've been super busy at work so I've been working probably 12s every day um and or or more because I've been working in the field and I was in the field. I'll be back out there again tomorrow, but no, it's good. I mean, it's good that we're busy now and stuff. But, uh, it's funny because uh, all of our customers that we normally work for, they were just like, "Oh, we can't spend money," you know, COVID, whatever. And now they're like, "Oh, you need to spend all that money, or you're going to get less budget next year." So like, "Oh, we need you guys to do stuff." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, okay." Whatever. Yeah, that's like the perfect <laughs> but, place uh, to be in. Right now, it's like, yeah, we, we'll spend all your money. Please give it to us. Yeah, well, you want us to come out there and do just random stuff? Okay. Yeah, we'll do uh, that. But no, I, I, uh, I played Destiny. I think for maybe three hours this week. I think that's about all I played this week. I've just been lightweight and tired. I did get like on Monday when I played. I, I did go up four levels just from playing like an hour and a half. But um. Yeah, no, I mean, I think for me, what's really different this time about when I, as I'm playing through Destiny 2, it's not like I'm not chasing any any of their objectives or anything. I'm just, it's like, oh, what do you want to play? Like when Mike and I are playing, it's like, what do you want to play? He's doing Gambit. Sure, let's play some Gambit. We'll go get, you know, whatever weekly things they got for that and play and have a good time. And I, for me, it's like I don't even care if I complete it or, or not. It's like I'm just playing, just having a good time. And so... Um, I was like, oh, let's. I'm just trying all the different activities that they have, and I'm playing through the story. Um, and for me, it's like, okay, once I get to cap, maybe I'll play through the story, and then maybe I'll see if you try a raid or something. I don't know, but if not, then it's like, well, you know, there's other things that I can play, and it's not like something where I feel like I have to play all the time. And that's what Destiny was for me before, because I was always like, oh, I need to get that exotic weapon. I have to do that stupid checklist of all these things that i hate and um but now i'm just like quest steps nah i, I don't i'm good i don't need to do that <laughs> I was like, it's, it's like a brand new Devin. nah i'm just gonna use the same weapon and keep upgrading this one that i'm using right now because i don't have to do anything else it's already a masterwork so i don't need to do anything for um i just you know playing it having fun going through their story content because uh, there was a lot of it that they've had over the last two years, and yeah. uh, a lot to catch up on. Yeah, so I'm just like, 
just playing it and just looking forward to, you know, launch of next gen. And a lot of it just dropped on Game Pass if you're on Xbox. So you get a lot, mm-hmm. you get access to Forsaken. What was the one after that? The, Shadow um, Shadow Keep. Forsaken so. and Shadow Keep. So if you logged into those, Devin? I've only tried some of the first Forsaken. I haven't done any of the Shadow Keep. Um, but you had that on pretty good. And you had that on PC anyway, so it's not, it's not yeah. like new. I, mean, I, had it on, I had it on both for, for both of them for oh, whatever yeah. reason. Um, but it was really weird. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I think I tried Shadowkeep when it came out on Xbox. That's when I bought it on there. I don't know when I got it on PC because I think I got like the uh, whatever version of Destiny that gave me the expansions on PC. Gotcha. But I just didn't want to play it because it was in a bad place for me. But it was, yeah. <laughs> but now we're good. And you're right. There's no chase. It's just, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Let's play this. Let's do a couple of strikes. Let's play a little gambit. You, yeah. you know, when you progress the quest. Yeah. As you progress the quest. Events, right? When we find, like, what was that uh, thing we did the other night where... Oh, the, uh, yeah. Um, I don't even remember what it was called, but we're going to have to take yeah, Steve through that. It was that. with Gambit. It was pretty cool, though. Yeah, it was. It was, was fun. Cool. It was a neat It was a neat encounter. And there's more There's more and more stuff, like the Forge encounter. There's more and more stuff like that where they're really self-contained arenas, um, different mechanics and different things. So it's pretty fun. So Very cool. I'm glad you guys are enjoying Destiny again. Um, I'll have to try and jump in with you guys sometime when I'm not, you know, playing other games, I guess, or not sleeping. That's really the main thing. So a couple of things yeah. that I did real quick. So I rolled credits on Horizon Zero Dawn. I finished the main story on that. Um, I got to a point in that game where I was like, you know what? I'm really not interested in any of these side quests. I kind of just want to mainline this thing. So I mainlined it, finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Got that done. I really enjoyed the story. There's still some things that I didn't particularly enjoy about the game. I think some of the side quests are just like, like your, your main story is super interesting and there's all this stuff tied around it. And then this main, this guy on the side wants me to go like collect sticks for him or go drop off these packages. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that. But I guess that's always been a problem with every like open world game, right? I mean, we even go back to like making fun of, um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, where you're like, hey, hero of time, come over here and go collect these five chickens that are hidden around this town. And you're like, I don't want to do that. I want to go do something else. So, I mean, that's that's just one of those things that everyone always has to... You have to have those quests in there, I guess. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have to have stupid collection quests, but maybe it's just so ingrained in our video game psyche that it's like, hey, how come I'm not collecting ears of a wolf for you? So, um, so... So just just to talk about that, because I'm getting, I'm trying to get um, my two boys kind of cutting their teeth on Destiny, and and as I as I'm kind of watching them play and watching them go through, right? So so the the story levels that they go through, they start with a level one story mission, a level two story mission, and then they jump to like a level four story mission, and then like a level six. So there's some space in between there. So so you have to like do the side quest to get some experience to be able to get that, that, you know, higher level. So, mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is, is I guess I get it, right? I get that they, because they want you playing the game and they want to have these experiences that, so that they can call it deep and immersive. But, but for people who just really want a mainline, it'd be, it'd be neat if there was a, like a, like a mainline story mode 
where where it would maybe scale down the numbers and the difficulty if you want to go through that. So you really can just progress straight through instead of having to do the side quest to help you build that level, you know, ultimately so that you can so you can have the experience to gain that level. So, you know, I'm I'm with you on that because it gets kind of it gets tedious. Like when we were talking about the the quest steps, it gets tedious to get to the end game. Just you know, just just get me to the end game. That's that's what I want from this experience. So yeah, and, and I understand. Her, and her, Horizon does offer that option. They have a story mode, which is like, hey, we know you're here just for the story. Um, this will take away a lot of the combat um, difficulty. This will take away a lot of like the collecting, and you can do that. So, so a lot of games are doing that also. So there there is that option for people that if they want that, they can go get it. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like I I like spending time in the world, but I also don't want to go collect your own arrows. Like, go get your own arrows, dude. Like, what are you doing standing here? Like, you haven't moved this entire time I've met you. Like, go get your own dang arrows. So, um, Phaedron and Rusted say the Witcher had better quests. Like, the Witcher did have a lot of good side quests. The Witcher, the Witcher did a good job on making those quests, um, very expansive at the end. And, and I know Horizon has some of those. And they have some pretty interesting side quests that tie into the lore of the world. It's just something that I, I kind of got like tied in. I got I got caught up in the um, in the main storyline, so I wanted to finish that, and that's one of the reasons why I just like, all right, I'm going to finish this main storyline. I can go back and clean these up if I want to. So I rolled credits on that, and then from there, I didn't go do the DLC yet. I think I'll do the DLC a little bit later. From there, I started playing Hades again. And I've talked about playing Hades on this show for a really long time, ever since it came out of early access at the Video Game Awards of 2018. That's when I picked it up, and I started playing Hades then on and off. So I've I've talked at length about Hades and how much I like Hades. Um, Super Giant Games is one of the studios that I think is you know at the top of their game. They're probably best in class for doing a lot of narrative stuff. I really like that studio. Um, I think Hades is the best game that they've ever made. Um, I really really like Bastion. Bastion is one of those things that got me into back into gaming on the xbox because it was at a showcase for the xbox 360 at one of the e3s and i just like fell in love with the art style and the narrative so that's what got me like really hooked into on the 360 so i kind of have a lot of like you know um ties to that studio for a lot of things that they did but yeah hades hands down is like the best game that they ever made it ties like their art in Hades is is so awesome like it's it's every character in there is like oozing with character and they like there there's not a character in there that you hate there's there's one character that you're supposed to hate just because he's a real he's a real douche that Ramesses <laughs> um but the art is amazing the sound design is amazing like the loop because it is like a roguelite game where you die you go back and you start over um but they tie that into the narrative of Zagreus going back to Tartarus every time that he dies. He's trying to escape. Um, and you go back and, sorry, I got distracted by chat. Yes, I'm playing on PC. You can also, so you can get it on Epic Game Store. It's on Steam and you can get it on the Switch right now as well. They, they have talked about bringing it to other places, but they said they're focusing on where it is right now for the time being. So potentially it could come to PlayStation or to, Xbox. I'd be surprised if it doesn't come to PlayStation because they have had ties with PlayStation before. Um, so yeah, so Hades, like, 
the way that the way that they have you use your abilities and choose boons from the gods every time you go into a run is super cool because depending on what boons you're offered, you could make a like just a straight attack build and you don't have to focus on your casting, you don't have to focus on your special, but on another run it could totally be focused around your special just because of the boons that you were offered, so it changes the the gameplay experience every time you go in. You can kind of manipulate what boons you're offered if you want to go for something specific because they do give you items that say hey if you want to receive like 15% more offerings from this god you can put this on and then you can level that up the more and more you go through it but so it has ways to kind of manipulate the offerings but like even if it was just random every time you would have fun every run you go in like even when you die you still enjoy going back to your home base because all of that story um, you'll get more story as you go back and the characters will respond to you like, hey, this creature killed you or hey, you met this person. And it's just like, there's so much character. You just want to be in it. The, the music is amazing. Like everything about the game is amazing. There's like, like I'm trying to think if I have any like major complaints, like major complaints I definitely don't have other than I haven't spent enough time in the game um, because I want to just be in there. But yeah, I think everyone should go out and play it. I think it's only $25 on Steam. It's been on sale many, many times. I think everyone, even if you don't like roguelike games, like I think you can like Hades because of the story, because of the characters. I think everyone should give it a try. Like even if it is a little bit difficult, like just you you owe it to yourself to learn how to play the game so that you can get to the end so that you can beat it so you can roll credits because you definitely will not regret it like mike devin if you guys have not gotten to it yet um i know it's tough to put down destiny once you pick it up but i think you guys should give hades a shot because i think you will really really like it. i think hades is probably my game of the year for 2020 like i yeah i I'm trying to think of any game um, that's coming out in the future that might be able to top that. But knowing, like, the games that I enjoy, like, I'm excited to play Cyberpunk. But I don't think Cyberpunk is is going to top it, um, knock it off the charts for me. So, yeah, I think Hades so far is, like, my game of the year. Like, the Control DLC is up there as being, like, the DLC of the year. If we're going to have that quarter- category when we talk at the end of the year about what our favorites are. But... Yeah, like, Supergiant knocked it out of the park with Hades, and it's getting great reviews across the boards. I feel like that guy, it's like, yeah, I've been telling you guys this for two years, right? You should have listened to me, right? You should have listened to me a long time ago that this game was awesome. But I'm glad everyone has been enjoying it. I'm glad everyone, um, I'm glad of the success that Supergiant is going to have. Because, like, hey, if you wanted to buy a studio that isn't already been purchased by someone, like... I'd be looking at buying someone like Supergiant because those games are unique. No one does what Supergiant is doing right now. And they, you know, anyone would want to have them as a console exclusive. But, hey, we'll talk about more companies that want to have people as console exclusives. Go ahead, Mike. This segment of the Freelancer Codex brought to you by Supergiant Games. Go pick up Hades right now through your current Steam store. Brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Hey, if they wanted to sponsor this segment, I mean, they totally could. But yeah, like, I, I, I really do love that game. I think, I think everyone should go out and play it. I mean, I'm sorry, like, every well, time. If, if you love it, you should go marry it. I try to, but they wouldn't let me. And I don't know which of the gods to marry. So. Wrong game. Okay. Wrong game. Phaedron says it just oh, yeah, seems no, too I mean, mature for me. 
<laughs> what do you say? Cyberpunk, the Rusty. Oh, the Cyberpunk. They don't, they don't have time. They're not, probably not going to play it. I mean, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, Cyberpunk for me, I, I'm looking forward to it because I can turn off the nudity, hopefully. I mean, if it's true. Uh, I'm waiting until after it comes out. I haven't pre-ordered it or anything just because I want to make sure because it is, I mean, even then, I don't know because it is ultra, you know, over the top kind of stuff. I don't know. Seems weird. Um, but yeah, man, there's so many other games to play that come out at the end of this year. Valhalla on the top of my list, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So let's, if that's what we have been playing, I think we should jump over to the news because we have a lot of news to cover. And usually we have our man, Keanu, um, ring us in with the news. So, Keanu, hit us with that news, huh? All right. I got to talk to you about something. This just in, word on the street. Um, this isn't like a huge news story, but this is something that I noticed and I wanted to talk about. So Disintegration, the game from V1 Interactive, which was led by, is it Jared Leto? No, Jared Leto. I'm thinking of Jared Leto, the guy that's, uh, that was the Joker for those terrible <laughs> the movies. Joker? Uh, Devin, <laughs> uh, name of the director for V1 Interactive. I can't, I, now that you said Jared Leto, I guess. You can't get Leto out <laughs> you of You can't. You can't unsee it. I know it's Leto something, so I should have had that. I should have had that in the show notes, but I did not. So, Disintegration's multiplayer is getting shut down less than six months after launch. Um, I kind of wanted to bring this up, not to be like, "Hey, haha, look at you guys! I can't believe you thought you can make a game," but just to like point out how difficult it is to like put a game out right now. I mean, it's it's difficult, especially with like the pedigree of people that made Halo to put out a multiplayer oh. game. That was like one, the lead, the, you know, he, he was co-creator of Halo. Yeah. And multiplayer, the game was originally designed to not have any multiplayer, and they added it last minute, right? Like, that was, they added it in the last few months, and they put, like, a heavy push into it. And honestly, I think, like, when I see this, I'm like, not that I want to knock it or anything, but it's like, you should have just left the game as what you were telling us it was going to be for two years was a single player focused game. And then maybe in the future, once they established the IP to add multiplayer, but I think they were trying to do the same thing they did with Halo because multiplayer was added last minute to Halo. And they were thinking, Oh, we can, we found success with that. So maybe we can find success with this, but ultimately today's multiplayer is way different than multiplayer was back when Halo CE came out and a half hearted effort. I mean, not that they they didn't put a lot into it, but you have to put a whole lot more into it than just 30 people working on working for a couple months to add that feature. You know, I mean, maybe they worked on it longer. I don't know. But based on everything that they were talking about when they added it, I was like, oh, well, that's disappointing that they're adding it. And then, you know, when I played it, I was like, well, OK, that's not going to go anywhere. But um, Marcus Leto. Just, yep, there it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it, to me, that wasn't uh, a surprise at all because it was pretty much DOA when it got there, anyways, because they had so many issues when it launched and they could just never recover from that. Like, they were trying to do um, on their Discord, like trying to do gameplay nights, like where they would focus on just a specific platform. They'd get everybody on the Discord if they had that platform to play that night. And that was, even then, it was hard to find games. Um, so. 
Yeah. Like, it wasn't a surprise to me. And this is a game that I that I definitely did want to play the single player game, but I just never got around to it. Um, maybe it's something I'll do in the future, but maybe I'll stream that one and just kind of roll through it. But yeah, it's it's tough to make video games, and it's tough for like it's tough to see when people put all their passion into a project and it doesn't get the traction that they want. But I mean, you know, there there's nothing to say that hey, you can't try again or you can't you know pick up the pieces yeah. but you know unfortunately sometimes like things like this kind of like tank studios right and that's and that's unfortunate so hopefully the people at v1 interactive will be able to make changes to the game that they have and rebuild it i mean we've seen it done before we've seen you know talking about warframe talking about things that happen with destiny one talking about things that happen in the division how these games just kind of like or no man's sky is like one of the big examples that we point to that they find second life if they put their heads down and they try to figure out really what the game is supposed to be, what they want it to be, and what their players want it to be. So, all right, Devin, I want you to cover this next thing because I think of the three of us, you are probably most excited about this. So, do you want to hit us with uh, with this pretty big giant piece of news that dropped earlier this week? Monday morning, right? This is Monday. Was it Monday? Um, um, I don't know. Whatever day it was. It was, I mean, my mind's blown since then. Like, I I was asleep, <laughs> I woke up, and I was like, saw Phil's tweet, because, you know, I follow Phil. On, on Who doesn't follow Phil? Twitter. Uh, I think Phaedron doesn't, but, um, <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I was just like, whoa, 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 what the crap? What the crap? <laughs> I was just like, like, well, I'm wide awake now. Let me see what this is. Uh, you know, coming out of nowhere, Microsoft purchases, you know, Zenimax and gets all of Bethesda, which is eight amazing, you know, good teams doing lots of stuff. Um, the sale won't be finalized, I think they said, until quarter two fiscal year 2021, whenever that is. I don't know when that is. Fiscal years versus regular years. Yeah, it depends on the company. Yeah, so, um, but it's in, you know, not soon, but basically it's, it's, you know, a done deal, you know. Um, but yeah, now they, they're like, yeah, we're going to honor, you know, the agreements in place already for exclusivity stuff, um, for consoles, you know, I'm guessing, right? Those games, I, you know, honestly, like a, a big, <laughs> If I was them, I'd be like, oh, it's on Game Pass on PC, same time as it launches on the PlayStation 5. I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's on Game Pass for PC as well. Um, it's exclusive on console for a year from, cause Sony paid for that. So, and that's what they get. So, but no, I mean, it's really exciting. They've worked together for a long time. Uh, they basically, they're not going to lose anybody. They have over 2,300 employees, right? Um, so they purchased the company for seven point five billion dollars in cash, uh, you know. So, um, but yeah, they're they're basically nice. kind of like leaving them alone, and like Todd Howard and and the other people that are running Bethesda are still just going to keep running it, and they're just going to have a little bit of, backing. you know, yeah, I mean, that, extra backing, good like name. do do the stuff that you want to do, and really, it's about creating content for Games Pass because that's what they want to do, and they're like, that's, I mean, ultimately, they're they're like, yeah, they're going to honor these exclusivity deals, and then all future games will be on a game by game basis, on whether they decide, okay, we'll put it on PlayStation Five as well, um, but everything else is going to be on Xbox and PC for sure, 
Um, I don't think they're going to put every franchise onto the PlayStation, but maybe some well-established larger IPs they might do. But I would say, you know, they're going to hold big exclusives just for Xbox and PC, like Game Pass. Yeah, so the studios that come with the ZeniMax, um, this merger, this transition, this buyout is Bethesda Software, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. So the game that Devin was talking about that was going to be exclusive to PlayStation. Well, they have two timed exclusives right now from them. That's that Deathloop, and then um, whatever that one... Yeah, uh, so ghost something. It's a uh, ghost Tokyo, I think. Ghost. It's yeah. that. Uh, it's that weird, like first person slasher shooter ship. game. I forget what it was. But so talking about Deathloop. Deathloop is probably the one that we have seen the most of. It has been delayed till quarter two of 2021, and that'll be an exclusive. Um, but that's a game also that we weren't excited about at all when we saw it on the PlayStation. Um, on this PlayStation Showcase. I don't know, Devin, if this news changes the excitement for that game for you. Are you more like, now I'm excited for that game? Or is it still like, yeah, this isn't a game I would play anyway? I mean, I'm not interested. Like, And to be honest, there's a lot of their games like that I'm not super, you know, I'm not like big into Quake or Doom. Uh, I I play some of the Wolfensteins, especially when they come to Game Pass. I've played them. Um, You know, but uh, I enjoyed playing Skyrim on PC, um, played some on both the 360 and Xbox One. So, I mean, really, it's just about, I'm excited that they can create more content. And, I mean, they're already talking about mo- multiple of these studios that are hiring for unannounced, for multiple unannounced games from a lot of their studios. But I don't think, for me, it's changed anything. It, when it comes to Game Pass, will I try it? Pro- maybe. I don't know. Depends. Um I think now that knowing that these things are going to come to Game Pass, because Doom, they've already been teasing on Twitter that it's coming to Game Pass. Um, yeah, October 1st is when it comes to, to Game Pass. Because of that value for Game Pass, like, I think I am more likely to try these games. Like, I still won't mm-hmm. try Deathloop because it just doesn't interest me at all. But I missed Quake, not Quake, I missed Doom from Doom Eternal from earlier this year. And it's not something mm-hmm. I, I was like, hey, I need to go out and buy this. But now that it's coming to Game Pass, it's like, yeah, no brainer. I'm going to go ahead and try that because I'm already paying for the service. So will it get me to buy the game after that? Probably not because I don't normally buy games after I try them on Game Pass because I'm already tied into that service, right? So I'm just like, I and now, like, these games aren't going to leave Game Pass. Normally, they would be yeah. there for a little bit and then they would leave. But now that they're first party titles, like, they're going to stay here. And I like, of course, like this is a huge, like saying it's a huge get for Microsoft is an understatement just to add. I think this brings them up to like 25 studios, first party studios under the 23 total. Yeah. So they have that many first party studios right now. And of course, like the beginning of the generation, like it wasn't even the beginning of this generation. It was like towards the end of the generation when Phil Spencer finally came on and everyone's like, we don't have the exclusives. All we have right now is Forza, Halo and Gears. And Spencer has been in there, like actually doing the work that we all kind of hope that, you know, that Xbox would do and like shoring up their first party exclusives creating game pass and putting all the value into there it's really changed like what xbox is doing 
So this is going to be huge for them. Like Starfield is going to be huge. Like, you know, when we talk mm-hmm. about are they going to bring things over to PlayStation 5 or, or to PlayStation in general, there's been a lot of discourse online of like, oh, no, we have to keep them because we can't play Spider-Man. So let's keep this over here from them. So there's been a lot of this like weird, like, I, I don't That's know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of that. I mean, this is like the console wars have been going on anyway. But like Devin said, is like, does it make sense for them to put Skyrim or whatever, like the Elder Scroll, whatever the next Elder Scrolls game is going to be? Does it make sense for Microsoft to put it over on a PlayStation platform? I mean, there's there's two ways of looking at that, right? It's like, hey, we can put it on PlayStation. But guess what? If you come over to Xbox, you can pay $15 and you get access to that. Or you can pay your $70 and play it on PlayStation. Like, either way, Microsoft wins in that situation because they're publishing Mm -hmm. the game. Like, and then you still, like, have that goodwill with players saying, like, hey, I'm a PlayStation player. Thank you for, you know, letting us, like, have these games over here. Even though, like, you know, Sony would be like, nah, we're having everything over here. But even, like, Sony has been like, hey, here's two two of our games on PC. Let's kind of test the water, see how that goes. So, I don't... There, if I was Microsoft, I guess that's how we should frame it. Like, if you were Microsoft, what would you do, Mike? Like, do you keep your games in your garden? Or do you kind of, like, try to make more money, I guess, by letting them go out to other platforms? Because exclusives are what won Sony like this generation. That's what everyone says. They say, they say that exclusive won the generation. Granted, there's only like five of them that people ever really name that those are the exclusives that they buy those boxes for, which is fine. I mean, playing God of War, Spider-Man, Last of Us, if that's what you're buying a PlayStation for, like those are quality games that you should be shelling out for. But when you say like, Hey, that's five games over, you know, the last seven years, and now Microsoft is going to be going into this next generation with, you know, potentially that many exclusive titles. Like, you know, it's hard to justify, like, not going with Xbox. I don't know. I, Mike, what would you do? Like, you're Microsoft. They say, hey, should we put this on PlayStation or should we keep it in our walled garden? What do you do? So, so I think really Microsoft is doing what, what they should be doing. Cause over the past, over the past few years, how many new studios have they acquired? Right. So, so I think that's kind of the game that they're playing because, and, and, and maybe, and maybe it's something that, that we ought to start kind of really watching because, because once they own all the studios, which is <laughs> kind of what they're, what they're going for. Right. So, so their meth, their, their model seems to me has been, well, you know, we'll, we'll just buy your studio and give you this backing and we'll just as a consequence kind of house your games on our platforms and stuff. But, but really we're helping you guys out, you know, to, to give you time to really spend a lot of time on your craft and, and don't worry about all the back end stuff on how you can pay your people. Just, just make good games. Like, like exactly what we said in the last segment, but, but then really like they're just building and building and building and, and at some point that, that, um, teeter totter is going to tip. Right. And then they're going to have everything. And, and then, and then good or bad, we're going to, we, the consumer are going to feel the effects of that. Right. So we have a majority of the studios and, and now it's $80 for first, for first party titles and, and $60 for third party, because that's what we're going to do. Cause we own everything. Right. So ultimately I think everybody's out for money. Right. I mean, 
I mean, that's, that's, it's business. I mean, and, and more power to them. They should be right. Um, in our, in our free market system, like if you can build the thing and people will buy your product, then, then good for you, right? You're not, you're, you're doing exactly, exactly what you ought to be doing. If you have, um, a quote unquote superior product, right? Because that's what people are going to go for. People are going to buy what they get, um, what they feel is valuable. If it, and you know what? And you're going to have the people who are only going to be in the Microsoft store. You're going to have the people who are only in the PlayStation store. And then you're going to have those that go back and forth. And, and I, and I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's, I think it's healthy. I think it creates competition and I think it creates better products ultimately. Right. Because it's competitive and people want to work for the good big studios and that's great and they should. And so I, I, I think, I think that Microsoft's plan so far is, is really solid. Um, I forgot what your question was. Um, me too. If you were Microsoft, what would you do? <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would, you know, continue doing, I would, I would, would stay the course. Or would you allow them to go to other platforms? Well, because right now, like honestly, the only platform they're not really—I mean, they let you know Minecraft is on PlayStation, is on the Switch, um, and they've shown—I mean, all their other games are coming to Steam as well. So it's there when they launch on PC, they're on the Game Pass, the Windows Store, you know, so you can get those either way, or they also come to Steam eventually. Maybe some of them not day and date, but a lot of them, you know, are soon after. And so, I mean, they're, they're still giving people the opportunity to buy them in a different ecosystem, mm-hmm. just not in the console space. Um, right. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, there's, they have to have a reason for you to buy the service. I mean, it, it can be, Hey, look, we have all these games or it can also be, Hey, we have all these games. Plus we have exclusives. You know, if you're on console, you can come check this out, but. I, I don't know how many of them they're going to put. I don't think they're going to, like I said, I don't think they're going to keep all of them exclusive, but I think they will keep several big titles exclusive to really bring, uh, you know, that into like focus of, Hey, if you want to play on console, this is where you can play that game. You know, um, there's been a lot of people online. They're like, Oh, I'm going to get this console and a PC and I can play all these games. Um, so, I mean, if you want to be able to play Microsoft's games, you don't have to buy the Xbox. You can still buy a PC, play their games, or you can have an Android device and stream it, um, you know, through the cloud. So, again, I mean, that just makes xCloud even even better. They're going to have all those titles on xCloud as well, you know. Um, really, I think it, it's really about having constant content to get people into their ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And and get people in there. I mean, they have what did you say? We they announced they in five or six months, or even less than that. They they bumped up five million more subscribers, right? Yeah, they went from so, ten to fifteen million subscribers to some form of Game Pass in six months. Yeah. Granted, that's during COVID, so that probably um, helped them out. I shouldn't say helped them out. That's weird to say COVID helped anyone out, but um, yeah, because of the quarantine, people were inside and they were so. And that service is only going to grow after this announcement. I mean, Skyrim, for as much as we don't like Skyrim, and we joke about Skyrim is on everything, that's a very popular game. I am surprised that we haven't heard that Skyrim is coming to PlayStation 5 or um, the Series X. I mean, that might have been announced and we would have missed it. it. It's the same thing as like Grand Theft Auto 5, right? I mean, Skyrim is going to be on everything because people still play Skyrim and they love those games. Like, it still blows my mind to think that Microsoft now owns an MMO. 
Like they own Elder Scrolls Online. You know what else yep. blows my mind? You can play an MMO for $15, like through, like World of Warcraft is $15 a month. You can play one game for $15 a month. Or you can subscribe to Game Pass and play over 100 games and, you know, get access to all of that content for the same exact value you pay playing World of Warcraft. Like, that's, in, that's, like, to put that into context, like, this is, this is the power move that Microsoft is going for. And I think it really, like, solidifies, like, what Phil said a while ago, that they're not competing against Sony anymore. Like, they're going to be competing against Amazon and Google and all these streaming services. Um, yeah, it, wow, talk about even more value. And, you know, EA, EA Play coming to that, even though it's not like the top tier service of EA Play, you're still getting that. You're going to get all these Bethesda titles. There's still rumors of Microsoft going to be announcing another acquisition of someone else that they're going to buy. I don't know who they buy after this. I mean, who's going to be up for sale? I mean, there's a lot of studios. I mean, they still want studios in Japan. They're going to buy PlayStation. Asian studios. I mean, they could buy PlayStation. They have enough money on hand and cash to buy the entire company. But, um, you know, that. That's, yeah, that's funny. Um, no, I mean, they want more studios from a lot of different uh, environments. And, and ultimately, you know, there's no way they can have all of the developers um, because people can just leave and start new studios. That's the whole thing. Uh, you know, people get upset. People are get tired of dealing with corporations just changing everything all the time. And th- I think... Unless it's written in their contract that they that they well, can't I mean, leave yeah, for two then, years, yeah, or if they, they do leave, they can't start else. their own studio for you know. Yeah, well, I mean, people yeah. you've seen that. I mean, it's a non non compete, right? You have so yeah. long to do, and they they go do something else, and then you know, all of a sudden they they have a new studio as like as soon as that time is up. Um, but I think the new way that Microsoft is focusing on it is like, look, we just want to provide you. Come up with your cool ideas. Do what you want to do. Let us know how much you want to spend. And, you know, there, I mean, there hasn't been really any, any, uh, like from all the studios that have signed on, they're like, yeah, they, they just let us do whatever we want. And they, all we have is stability from this. We can do whatever games we want. And that's it. I mean, that, and, I mean, I mean, that's, that's a pretty rose colored way to look at it though. Cause that's all cause, they're saying every single well, that's, time. Though. Well, and that's that's all they're saying. You don't know what's going on going on in the back end, right? And like and like we can't like because because we know and because we have a sense of what the world does, like we can't think it'd be nice to think that everything is, you know, sunshine Perfect. and rainbows right. and Willy Wonka's chocolate <laughs> factory when you walk through Microsoft doors, but it's but man, those those kids, yeah, those kids disappeared on that tour and like Wonka was like, he was like, whatever. I mean, naughty kids, right? This studio didn't put out a good game. So I guess they have to get pushed through the juicer and the chocolate spreader. And so, you know, it's it's just everybody's waiting for, right? Is the the shooter drop, Mm -hmm. right? And and you're right. Yeah. Make a bunch of a bunch of bad games is going to work. But I think with Game Pass, it gives them so much opportunity to, to do those kind of things and have smaller teams experiment and do stuff. Um, so there, I mean, there's give and take with everything, but my, so my big question, right. Cause they have EdTech now, right. Um, do you think anybody, so they, a lot of their studios have been using Unreal Engine, but now because they own ZeniMax and Bethesda, they have a whole new game engine that they own, right. It's yeah. So like, do we see more first party studios switching over to that in the future? 
because right now, based on reports, they, they you know, the studio said they let them use whatever engines they want to make their games. And we've seen the same studio, one's using, one of their teams is using uh, Unreal, or they're using, why did I forget what it's called? The other one, the little engine. Uh, the, little the little engine, engine that could. That could. You, which one are you talking about? You talking about <laughs> Unity? You talking Unity? Yeah. So, so some of them like at. Uh, man, I'm brain fart after brain fart. I'm working too much, apparently. Uh, <laughs> no, but like they're letting me use whatever engine they want, so they're not like trying to do an EA where they're like, oh, all of our studios will use uh, our Frostbite engine. You know, um, I think that'd be good because the Intech engine right now is is super flexible and can do a lot of stuff. I mean, at least it can for Doom. So I don't know. I think they'd probably leave it up to the to the developer on what they want to use, what they're more proficient with, right? Because there's a lot of projects that are probably have already been in development. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm guessing that they probably just let them use whatever they want to be using and whatever they feel comfortable using. And if they need to change it up, then they'll change it up. But Until it's time to use the, the company-approved, company-owned engine right yeah I mean, but i think i mean i don't think that that's going to happen anytime soon with the current leadership with the old leadership you know of don metric the you know if you want to play games offline we have a system for that you know kind of jim ryan sony direction going right now um is like you know the corporate line type of thing but you know they if they wanted everybody to use the same engine they would kind of already force them to Right? Yeah, and and I think well, I mean real- until until current contracts run out, right? So so we're building this game on this engine, and and we we actually can't switch over. But but after we're done building this game, any new game we make has to be built on our homespun engine. You know, and, and maybe that's just maybe that's just the, the pessimist in me. But it's mm-hmm. when it all when it all gets <laughs> ironed out, you know, because there's always a honeymoon period, right? There's always there's always a time when everything is great, the grass is always greener, but but at the end of the day you still have to mow it. And so, I mean, and we'll see, right? We'll see what happens. All these so far, so far all of these studio acquisitions have been good, and I'm using air quotes around that, right? Because mm-hmm. just cuz we haven't heard any of the bad, but like that like you said, Devin, like that other foot, I mean, it's going to drop, right? And so cuz it has to when you move forward to walk, your other foot has to come down. So I mean, I we'll see what happens. I don't think all the acquisitions have been good. Like State of Decay released in a buggy mess, right? That game was not good at launch. Um, was it State of Decay two? Yeah, State of Decay two. That had serious well, I don't think issues. He's talking like good game wise, I think he's like good as relationship, you know. Yeah, control. but I mean, well, when yeah. we're when we're talking about like Microsoft acquiring these games, it's for the sole purpose of releasing good quality games, right? Like, and not, and there hasn't been yet that game that's like, all right, this is why we bought this studio. This is why these guys are under our umbrella. Look at this; they knocked it out of their park. This is our answer to God of War, right? To these amazing first party titles that everyone talks about all the time. Is this is why I own a PlayStation? I own a PlayStation because of Uncharted. I own a PlayStation because of Spider Man, God of War, Last of Us. Whatever that other game was called, Infamous. So there are reasons, and and Sorry? I, th- yeah, and there like that will still hold true for the next couple of years. Like Sony yep. will still have those first party titles that no one can match until Microsoft can prove that hey, we can do that too. Because right now they have a lot of studios, and there's a lot of projects being worked on, a lot of projects being built, but. 
other than Game Pass and the value, we still haven't, we, they still don't have that thing that they can hang their hat on and say, guys, check this out. This is why you need to be over here. Other than Game Pass, which for its own reason, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. people should be in Game Pass anyway because of the value, but they still don't have that big title. And, you know, we're going to wait for it. Like, is it going to be Fable? I'm not sure. Is it going to be Halo Infinite? I mean, they weren't confident enough in it so that they held that back so they still have to show us and of course like all these projects it's not like video games like hey we just bought bethesda boom starfield is coming next year like these games take a really long time to build like starfield like we don't know anything about starfield everyone's super excited about starfield because it's coming from bethesda but we don't know what that game is we don't know exactly how it's going mean, to be received. They said it's Skyrim in space, right? So, yeah, but I mean, that's like saying... Basic elevator pitch, 10 seconds, what do you got? Skyrim in space. All right, here's your money. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like we've we've seen like big AAA games like come out and say, hey guys, you're going to be flying, you're going to be looting, this is a looter shooter done by Bioware. So we've seen like those yeah, things like... Scared. No, it, it's not a sick burn. It's like the reality of what happened, right? I'm like not trying to burn like the Bioware team. It's like, hey guys, like this just didn't hit the expectations and you know, there's a lot of expectations on it. So there's going to be a lot of expectations on Starfield. So Microsoft still has to show us like, hey, these games that we bought, this is why we bought them. Not just to yeah, say I mean, we have them. If you look at Sony's first party, like it took them six, seven, eight years really to get to where like, their first party titles were top notch. Yeah. You know, it took them a long time for those studios to really gel, to really exceed in, in, in all the areas when, when it came to their, their games. Um, so ultimately, like you said, I mean, none of those have come out yet because that's all happened within the last like two years. And it's yeah. even, you know, next year, the year after that, you know, there's going to be games that the big hitters aren't going to be coming out to like 2022. And a lot of this stuff is just like, okay, we have what you got right now, and you have smaller teams making games. Maybe they're not the, the best, right? But it's content, and they're going to keep pumping it out, you know, so they have more and more first-party titles coming out. But, yeah, it's going to take a long time for them to do that. And really, on, on an overview, like if you looked at things, Xbox has been more multiplayer co-op experiences PlayStation has been the single player story driven experience. And so they're trying to have, you know, Microsoft those same experiences and it's going to take them time to create those games, just like you said. And so I think, you know, maybe next year we'll really start to see that and for it to pay off where we get an idea of what's coming. But I don't think those games are going to hit till like 2022, you know, of the really big, you know, triple A or quad A, whatever they want to call them now. Right. Experiences, you know, that are single player story driven. And honestly, for me, like single player isn't a big draw for me because I want to play games with my friends and I only have so much time in my life to play games. So I'd rather just play them with my friends. So I don't know. Yeah. And I, and I get that. But now until then we can imagine all the, um, master chief doom guy crossovers that we'll be getting in our games. Right. <laughs> Like Skyrim coming to Minecraft, like all kinds of things that are going to be happening with all these crossovers. So, all right, let's jump through a couple of these things that I had listed down, and then we'll get to some of the bigger news that dropped earlier today. So, Blizzard announces that BlizzCon line, BlizzCon line, um, Blizzard, you suck at naming things. Blizzard announces BlizzCon line, con online. It's supposed to be a play on online con, but it's con line. 
It'll be an online only BlizzCon. See, if you have to, if you say it in the name and then you have to explain it right away, like your name at convention is really weird. So that's going to be happening February 2021. That'll be interesting. The Spider-Man remaster will not work with Spider-Man 4 saves on your PlayStation 5. So you're going to have to start the game all over again if you get that edition of the game. And Sony confirms that no free PlayStation 5 upgrade for PlayStation 4 Spider-Man owners. So sorry about that. Also, you're going to have to buy the new version if you want that remaster. Okay. Um, there's a mobile version of Fall Guys coming out only in China so far. That was something that was announced a little bit ago, but I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys with my kids, and we've been having a lot of fun with that. And I was like, you know, this would be a perfect mobile game if I just wanted to go get a couple rounds on the road. So I like started doing some research to see if they're interested in that. And it turns out they are, but it's going to be released in China, and it probably won't get released over here. So unless you're able to somehow spoof your your location and get into the app, that app store, but hey, it's China, so I wouldn't even mess with that crap. Um, VPN. Yeah, you can use a VPN until they're like, China, China comes knocking at your door. I don't know if China can come knock at your door or if someone from China has to knock at your door, but either way. All right. Send you a letter. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of executives that leave big studios and then have non-competes for a little while, then go to start their own company. So, ex-Blizzard vets, including former CEO Mike Morheim, start a new game company. So, they started Dreamhaven, which is going to be like, no, it's not Dreamhaven. Shoot, what is the name of it? So, there's two, okay, yeah, yeah, two studios. Yeah, Dreamhaven is going to be like the overall, like, Probably it's going to be like their publishing arm, right? It's all going to be published under Dreamhaven, but they have Moonshot Studios and then they have Secret Door Studios. And this is going to be led up by a lot of people from, um, that are ex Blizzard guys that have gone over that are going to start making games. So I think this is really exciting because there is a lot of, I think there's a lot of creators that have been at Blizzard for a really long time that have just kind of, when we talk about video games becoming products and stop, um, really like focusing on their passion of making video games. They kind of just get caught in the churn of the machine. So I think this is a chance for a lot of these developers to go and start making things that they want to. It's probably going to be a lot of smaller titles, I imagine. Like after churning out some of the biggest video games in video game history, like World of Warcraft, small game that we talked about earlier, StarCraft, Warcraft, Hearthstone, like, it's probably time for a lot of these people to go and say, hey, can we, like, get back to why we started making video games? Can we get back to that method? Because when, like, they sold pretty early after Warcraft or StarCraft was a success, then, you know, they kind of got caught up in that churn. And, I mean, for the longest time, like, their newest title has been Overwatch. And they, it's been a really long time since there's been anything new coming from Blizzard. They tried... um their new MMO project Titan that got scrapped and eventually turned into Overwatch. Um, I guess Hearthstone, yeah, Hearthstone and, um, Overwatch have been the newest things. I think we still don't know when Diablo 4 is going to come out. We all kind of assumed it was going to be sometime like next year, but with COVID happening, that's probably going to even be pushed out farther than that. Because even I at the, be like 2022, right? They said beta testing would be in 2021. Yeah, you're right. So it's, so it's even, and that, by Blizzard standards, that puts it out even maybe we'll see it in 2025, which is really weird because we thought they've been working on it for a really long time. But I mean, we yeah. still haven't even heard it anything. 
Yeah, it still looks cool, but we also still haven't even heard anything about Diablo Immortal, which was their mobile game that they were going to be putting out. So, which is kind of weird that well, we haven't. Because everybody hated it in America. I, mean, I think it's out in China already. No, I, mean, I don't think it's just basically a clone. I don't think it's out uh, in China now, but yeah. So yeah, so good luck to everyone that's going out to um to Dreamhaven. Like I'm excited to see a lot of cool things coming out of there. I'm still excited to see things come out of uh was the studio that the Hearthstone guys started. They started Second Dinner. They're supposed to be working on some Marvel property. Um and I haven't heard anything about that. I also haven't been following it, so maybe if there is news about Second Dinner and whatever card game they're making for Marvel, it might already be out there. So All right. So we are going to go ahead and, sorry, this is some old stuff we already talked about, pre-orders for the Xbox, um, Influencers. Devin, you put this in here. Influencers have... I did. So why did you put this in here? What did you want to talk about? What do you want to uh, talk about influencers, I huh? put it in here, right? So lots of influencers from people like I, Justine, who focus, you know, I've grown her brand a lot larger from just Apple products to all kinds of products, uh, mostly surrounding tech. And everything else, uh, you know, to digital foundry, game journalists, um, all have gotten, have gotten, <laughs> excuse me, uh, working Xbox Series X's and they get to test them and play them and use them. And they're going to be able to put up, uh, previews and reviews for the hardware, uh, soon, right? So. I'm pretty jealous of all of them, <laughs> all of them. Um, you know, but. I think that, I mean, that's pretty cool. And I was just like, oh, I wonder if Sony's going to do anything like this, you know, where they're going to send out, uh, consoles to people. But I, I honestly don't think so. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, like we've talked about before, no, no one, you know, between Sony and Microsoft can do two generations correctly, right? So everything is kind of opposite right now. I mean, yes, Sony has a huge lead of the 117 plus million PS4s, but everything they're doing, they just keep, you know, shoving their foot in their mouth and keep stumbling and screwing up all their messaging and everything they're doing uh, in regards to the PlayStation 5 uh, versus, you know, what Xbox is doing in their messaging and everything else. And at least that's what it seems like online. And that's what the you know perception is from people that I've talked to. Not me, you know, I haven't convinced them to buy an Xbox and they're talking to me about it when I've, you know, like we talked about last week, but I don't know. It's just really interesting to me. I was like, wow, that's, you know, pretty early, you know, for people to get their hands on with, with the machines and getting to check them out and a good way to get a lot of press out. And they're obviously really confident in their hardware. And I just thought that was pretty cool. So. All right. That is kind of cool. I wonder if they're going to be giving them like access to some of the newer games or if they're just going to be playing all um, older games and comparing like, Hey, we're going to play control on Xbox one. And then we're going to play it on the series X. So that'll be interesting I mean, to see like what the comparisons games, will be. would do is load faster. Right. I mean, it's not going to, they'd have to give them some kind of game that takes ad- actual advantage of the hardware or else it's just going to load faster. And, and maybe if you have uncapped frame rates, it'll perform better. But for the most part, None of that stuff's coming out till it launches, right? So I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting that they have it, but it, it does put that predicament of like, okay, what are they going to play? You know, because um, none of these games are out yet. No, I, I think their big predicament is like, hey, what do we put this next to so we can take pictures and size comparisons? Like, I'm sick oh, and yeah, tired sure. of the size comparisons. Oh, my gosh, we get it. 
We know how big the stupid thing is now. Like, this is next to a Nintendo Switch. And this is next to a Nintendo Switch on its side. And this is next to a paperclip. I'm like, okay, guys. Like, But I guess when that's all the content that you can put out, like, whatever. Like, I'm going to go, like, start measuring things with random objects. This is the Series X next to a guitar. All right. So this is something that (laughs) dropped today. And when Phil Spencer said that they're not in direct competition with Nintendo and Sony, uh, he said they're in direct competition with Google and Amazon. And we know that Google, we don't know if they're in competition with anyone currently with Stadia. Like, I know there are Stadia users out there. I, I, I get it. It works for a lot of people in certain situations. I know, I know Phaedrin is a Stadia user in chat. Um, but Amazon launched Luna today, or they announced it. Luna is a cloud gaming service. Amazon dozens re- of us, he says. There's dozens <laughs> of us, yeah. So Luna is a new cloud gaming service. While mouse and keyboard, while mouse and keyboards as well as Bluetooth controllers are compatible with the service, players can opt to purchase the Luna controller, which connects directly to the cloud for instant play on Fire TV, PC, and Mac. And this is the interesting part: iPhone and iPad. With Android compatibility coming soon. The Luna controller is only $50. It looks very similar to a Nintendo Switch Pro controller. So U.S. customers that request an invitation for early access to Amazon's website and subscribe to the Luna Plus game channel will get immediate access to over 100 AAA games, including Resident Evil 7 and Control. Additionally, a recent agreement between Amazon and Ubisoft means that players can can head over to the Ubisoft gaming channel to play 4K-enhanced IPs like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Far Cry 6, and Immortals Phoenix Rising on their respective launch dates. Twitch has also been integrated into the service so that players can watch their favorite streaming personalities or start playing their own downloaded games instantly. Alright, so we have a new contender entering the space for cloud gaming. This is Amazon's foray into it. Um, Jeff Bezos has a hundred billion thousand dollars to throw at this thing. Um, so if it fails, it's gonna fail because of terrible mismanagement, not because of the lack of money, right? So a couple of interesting things that I wanted to point out about this. The iPhone iPad thing is very interesting. I'm interested to see Apple shoot this down as quickly as they hear about it because of being unable to monitor everything that goes through it. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out because if this gets allowed onto the iStore, then... So it's not an app, right? So they Oh, it's running through the browser. That's right. Yeah, it's running through the browser. So that's the thing that, you know, I was like, it's super simple. All you have to do is make it work like it would on a PC through a browser. Uh, so I don't know why Google Stadia doesn't already do that. And maybe it does. Phaedrin can let us know. But he doesn't have an Apple device. So I don't know. Or maybe he does. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just like, why would you not do this? I mean, I'm I'm waiting for that streaming service for xCloud to have the PC work right through the through the browser because that's what I want. So I don't have to worry about which laptop I have or device I have. I can play it on any browser and it's good to go. You know, you can bypass the rules and regulations of Apple and trying to take their cut and trying to rate your games and trying to screw you over. Um, you know, so that to me is like the smart move. It's like, I don't know why the others haven't done that already. Um, especially Microsoft with X cloud. 
All right, so they selling the controller for fifty dollars. Um, pretty interesting stuff. Talking about immediate access to over one hundred AAA games. Um, they, I, I don't think so. they're not all AAA. No, they're not. I mean, even it's seeing like the at the list or the pictures, you could tell they're not AAA. I'm surprised they didn't put out a full list. They did see pictures. Um, Control is very heavily featured in all of their advertising, which you know, Control is an amazing game. I'm interested to see how this gets rolled into, if it gets rolled into the Amazon Prime subscription. Like, is this just going to be an add-on to what I'm already paying monthly? Because if I'm paying, because right now, like the early access is $6. It's $5.99 early access. That will Mm -hmm. probably change. I don't know Mm -hmm. if like you get grandfathered in at that price. Like, I don't know if this is going to be, okay, I'm already giving you my $100 for Amazon Prime. Is this going to be added on? Because I, I would assume that because like $6 starting isn't that much. But if it like jumps up to like $15 a month, like Game Pass, am I going to be paying for another service to play these games? Because if it's Game Pass or this, I choose Game Pass, right? Because yeah, I have the I used think, software. I have yeah, the hardware. They've had the channel stuff for a while, right? On their Prime Video apps and stuff, where they you can have like uh, the HBO channel or all these other channels that you can subscribe to for like seven dollars a month, and you get that channel and all the content they have for it. So I think it's a uh, just an evolution of that within there. But general consensus online that I've seen um, from people is. They're not excited about it at all by paying extra. They're like, yeah, if it was included with my Prime membership, then sure, I check it out. But I don't, I don't want to pay extra for it since I'm already paying you a hundred bucks uh, a month for Prime anyway. So they don't want to pay. I mean, because they're going to have whole separate channels of video games. Like, if you want to play the Ubisoft games, you have to subscribe to that Ubisoft channel. It's not just the the one thing. It's not just the six dollars. That six dollars gets you the hundred titles. But it doesn't get you everything from Ubisoft, right? It doesn't get you – they might have adventure titles, and some of them will only be in that adventure uh, channel that you have to subscribe to to be able to play those. So it's not just going to be included in one uh, subscription price. So that's the other thing that's kind of in the small print and that they don't really tell you about. So I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I don't know. The controller is just like, you know, it's whatever. There's a lot of people that used to work at uh, on Xbox that are running the Lunar program, basically. But uh, for the most part, it doesn't really interest me very much. Uh, mostly because I'm just waiting for xCloud uh, to be able to have the same features. Phasion did say that you can use it, um, you know, in a... You just have to turn it into desktop mode, he said. So... Um, I I don't understand why like no other like company like both um Stadia and Lu- Luma Luna 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 yeah Luna like why are you not like understanding that the value of Game Pass is at a fifteen dollar price point for everything like what is going on here that you're like hey what if we like make separate channels and if they don't want the these games they don't have to play this it's like. Like, Game Pass gives us the options, at, like, for, for Ultimate, for PC and Xbox that I pay for. It's, like, $15 a month. And, like, that's it, mm-hmm. guys. Then I get access to everything that Bethesda has, everything, all these other titles. Now I get EA Play. But, like, if you tell me, like, okay, so first, like, this is great value if you do not own a console at all and you have, like, a Chromebook, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and that is fine for those people. But then again, it's, like, 
okay, you have to have the inter- you have to have the bandwidth in order to do this because that is like if you're playing at 4K, it's going to suck up all your bandwidth and yeah. you're going to have caps of that. But like it's like why not just roll this in to the stupid Amazon Prime subscription like everything else is rolled into and then you get people buying into that. Well, I, I think, you know, they're, like I said, they're just going to continue on with their channel type thing that they're doing already. But there was rumors that there's a actual physical Chrome, or not Chrome, a Fire device for it, like a, like a home console version that you can buy that you'll be able to download the games to that so you won't have to stream them. Um, that'll come with the service, but it just wasn't ready due to COVID. It got delayed, basically, and that'll eventually come out next year. Um so, I mean, they're, they're trying to get into that whole thing, you know, of the, they already have the fire device or fire stick or whatever, you know, to do that. So they're just adding to it, you know, and making it more, uh, you know, convenient. So you don't have to stream everything all the time, but that does kind of defeat the purpose, right? Or maybe it's like, oh, you can stream this while it's downloading, uh, to your device. I mean, that'd be, that'd be fine, you know, um, cause that's the one big thing, you know, it's like, oh, launch day. It's so exciting. I get a new console. I got to download everything. Um, cool. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to find out for this next gen, really, from it, you know, for if I pre-download, can I pre-download the stuff and just use use it and transfer it over from my existing hard drive? Because you can do that. They talked about it, but I don't know if the new games will allow the pre-download and give you the Xbox Series X version because you're going to have to download that version, right? So, right. Um, but, no, I mean, I'm just not really interested in another streaming service besides xCloud because of how much you, it, it's already there in my price. I don't have to pay anything extra for it because it's part of my Game Pass Ultimate. And, so. and I think the big thing that would change my mind about Stadia and Luna would be an exclusive game that I can only play there. But all these games, I can already play other places. Right? Name, name one Stadia exclusive, Devin. Uh, what did it launch with that uh, orcs okay. and whatever okay. football thing? Point. My point uh, proven, right? It has to well, have I mean, an exclusive. They purchase studios, right? They're trying to make their own exclusive content. They um, have, but my point remains. Yeah, that, but my point remains, they have to have a must-have exclusive that people remember the name of off the top of their head. Or orcs and spikes. Uh, no, I don't. I think it's uh, Orcs Must Die 3 is what it is. But yeah. Phaedron says Guilt in the Chat is an exclusive. I don't. E- I cannot tell you what that game looks like off the top of my head. I don't even know what that game is. Well, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, in order for these to work, they have to go the PlayStation route and say, this is the only place you can play this game, and this is a game that everyone wants to play. Well, I think they have Amazon Studios, right? They have their multiple game studios that are working on games. Uh, they have their own game engine, the the Amazon, the Lumberyard or whatever, that was basically the Cry Engine that they purchased to be able to make their own to kind of bail out uh, Crytek. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, eventually Amazon can do that because they already have a head start with studios over Google. But Yeah. You know. I mean, and... And really, that's what they need in order to drive people to the service. So, all right. I think that is the main bulk of all the news. I think we covered everything. Mike, did, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to talk about? Nothing that I saw um, prepping for the show that was missed. Prepping? Prepping? I did. Are you I playing Destiny stuff. right now? There, no, I'm not playing Destiny right now. Um, not yet. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, I thought there was a. I thought there. I thought I sent you a story, but you must not have thought it was worthy enough to cover. To make me, it on the show notes. Let me but. look through my notes. Did you send it in the mail? Did you like write it out and stamp it and send it to me? No, I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. Nothing like a personal handwritten note, Stephen. Oh, something came across. Something came across my my news feed today. That anyway, never mind. Maybe it was last week. I don't think it was. I Let me have access to the show notes where you can put it on there. Um, Steve has blocked me. He doesn't like it when I contribute. <laughs> it's true. I don't. I never throw it to you. All right. So that is the news for the week. Um, we we need a bumper to take us out from the news for the week. So here we go. Well, that's I mean, that's impossible. It is impossible to get over all that news that we just covered. So um, I, th- I think we'll cover it there because it, um, it's 10 o'clock. It's probably a good time to cut out. Um, unless I'm missing something, Devin, am I missing Spotify something? Or we go- That's what we're missing. Right? Um, Actually, you didn't put anything are we going to add to the playlist? I, since, um, since I have to vamp here, um, <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you forget? How many songs, forget. how many, how many songs do we have? We're we currently have at, now. we're currently at 12. Nine, 12? Oh, so are we going to in four weeks? I know, right? Four weeks. Is that four weeks? Just keep yeah. saying it, Evan. It won't make it any more true. All right. So I let, have my song. Mike, do you have <laughs> yours? This yeah. is a, this is the great let, content. Let Devin, let right. Devin talk about his, and then Devin, I'll go talk first. about mine while you think of yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, this is one of my favorite songs, right? Um, <laughs> this it might surprise you, but no, it's uh, it's the song title is "You Don't Know." Right. Uh, and if off the top of your head, Stephen, without looking at the document, if I told you the song was You Don't Know, who do you think uh, this would be by? Um, I know You Don't Know is by 50 Cent. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's from Eminem, Eminem, 50 Cent, Cassius, and Lloyd Banks. Right. Uh, so I just, I like this song. I started listening to it a long time ago. Um, but yeah, just listen to it. It's, it's a pretty fun song. Why does it? Why does it speak to you, Devin? Like, what? What about it? Like, says, "Hey, I like this song." Um, yeah. So basically, I started listening to it when you know I worked at a hostile workplace for a long time. Um, <laughs> uh, but basically, it's just like you don't know. Like, okay, this is everything that I'm doing. Like, who's actually running things or who's actually doing things? Uh, you know. So it's just my way of venting about my frustrations and dealing with the hostile work environment. Uh, people who, you know, get lucky and have a silver spoon in their mouth most of their lives and don't work and just like, oh, I get to do whatever the crap I want and screw you over. And so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so this this song really helped you out out of those tough times then, didn't it? It was a good time. It was my way of getting back at the man. No. <laughs> By Liz, Okay. Fair enough, Mike. I listen to this song; it helps me vent my frustrations and anger. No, I totally understand, Mike. What What do you got on your list? Um, I have a Lincoln Park song song called "Waiting for the End." It's got a it's got a, just a smooth rhythm, and I like it. Plus, I'm waiting for the end of all the crap that we're in. So. All right, fair enough. All right, I am going to add. So, Devin, I want to point out that Devin has Enya and Fifty Cent. <laughs> 
added onto our playlist. So um, I listen to a wide range of music, Stephen, and, and that's fine. You can listen to a wide music. You can you can listen to a wide range. That's fine, but I just like. I'll never get over you adding Enya to our playlist for some reason, because you can go from listening to 50 Cent, then the next track, if you're having on random, is going to be Enya, which we'll just throw you off. All right. I'm going to add Alphabet Aerobics by Black Alicious to this, um, to this mix, because I think it's fun to try to sing along with that song, and it's very difficult to do. It's also like, just like Kenny Radcliffe. How, how far do you get? <laughs> um, I get through A, and then he starts B, and then I kind of give up at B. So it's tough to do. So you kind of have to break it up. You have to work on each letter um, individually or else it just kind of blows my mind. So I really, really what I should do is like have it written down. But then I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? We need a video game version of this and I should write that and then I should try to sing it. Um, but I already have enough projects that I'm trying to work on. So I probably won't do that. I'll just add this to the Spotify Stay playlist. To Mike. He can do it. He makes the intros and outros. So I think he should sing it. He should make it up and sing it, and we'll play it on the show in two weeks. That would be pretty dope. I agree. All right. <laughs> All right. So, guys, before we head out, and thank everyone in the chat for hanging out with us for this time. Is there anything that you guys want to plug before we go? Any videos or content that you're making for the for the channel that will be coming up in uh, the near future? Yeah. So, coming up in uh, November, look forward to my unboxing video. Uh <laughs> Of the Series X and my reaction of pure joy and happiness until, you know, hey, maybe I'll do multiple updates you will, know, from the UPS man. <laughs> will you um? Will you post or will you send it to me so I can post it on our on our Twitter of your unboxing of the original Xbox One? Maybe. <laughs> All right. Mike, do you got anything coming up? I unfortunately am pretty lame. That's so true. No. I'm going to cap that one out. We'll add that to the intro. <laughs> I, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug a couple things that I'm working on. So if you want to head over to the Godfall 101 channel, we are, I am doing a giveaway. So you can win a copy of Godfall. Um, so you don't have to pre-order it. You can do that over at Godfall101.com. And then also I'm doing a bunch of dumb comics for the Freelancer Codex in paper. I'm calling it the Paper Codex. It's a dumb little project that I'm like, hey, I think I'm going to do this thing. And I kind of had fun do doing it. Is it actual paper? Um, let's, just, let's just say yes. Let's just say yes, it's made out of actual You're paper. You're right? in a program, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, do you really think I spent all the time cutting out all those pieces of paper and like gluing them together? I was like, dang, he is committed to this. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I am making that digitally, so do not be fooled that it's not actual paper that I cut out. So, but it's still a lot of fun. It still takes a lot of time to do it. Um, but I'm having fun doing those stupid comics because it kind of like gets a little bit of, um, it's one of those things you kind of just have to do creatively in order to get it out of your system. So I'm having fun doing them. So, hey, if you guys ever have dumb jokes, you guys send me your dumb jokes and I'll see if I can make it happen on that comic because it makes me laugh anyway. So, um, all right, everyone, thank you for hanging out with us. This has been the Freelancer Codex for episode 141. Here's to, hey, in nine episodes, we'll be at 150. That's pretty cool. We should do something cool for 150. What should we do for 150? We need to plan this right now so we don't forget. What is something that someone would do for episode 150 of a podcast? Um, I don't know. We should get so, ideas from our listeners. What we should do? 
we could we could all wear tuxes and no okay this is why steven doesn't let me contribute and then michael had an idea that never would have worked we could do a musical (laughs) sitcoms always do like a musical episode we could do we have to really figure this out now because we could be here for a while all right everyone thank you for listening to episode 141 We'll hit you with a random audio clip. Let's chatter. The police are gaining. Increasing speed. You're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network.